Hi, everybody. This is The Simpsons Show. I'm Robbie with my co-host, Matt, and we are here to talk about The Simpsons from the beginning. Matt, how are you? I am fantastic, Robbie. This episode just touched me in a wonderful, wonderful, terrible way. I, hmm. I will actually, Matt, I'll, I'll push back just this much, just a little. Oh, okay. And say there were there was a moment in this episode that did make me feel something good. Oh, my. Specify that. I'll okay. Say, Okay, uh, the episode as a whole, mm-hmm. but there were a, there was a moment that made me feel something heart warm. I my heart was warmed, even though it a little just a little bit. Uh, I'm not as down on this episode as I have in the past few. My goodness, I'm I'm surprised. I will say this episode does have at least two standard through plots that do tend to resolve themselves, so it's slightly better. Yeah, there we go. Uh, we are brought to you by supports on Patreon. You can support us by going to patreon.com slash the Simpsons show. Uh for two dollars a month, you gain access to all of our bonus podcasts, and for five dollars a month, you get our entire back catalog, everything that is uh been archived off of the normal feed can get it there alongside everything else and new episodes early um we have some people to thank matthew Ooh, fantastic uh frank poskin thank you frank thank you frank and finally dead man 736 it's terrifying i love it i mean dead man i don't know i immediately think of the undertaker so i don't know if that's probably isn't what's that, that what's that referencing he's been called the dead man before but undertaker is what I think of this week's episode is Midnight Towboy, episode JABF21, originally aired October 7th, 2007, written by Stephanie Gillis, directed by Matthew Nastuk, received a 4.4 rating with 7.9 million viewers. The couch gag the family is built out of Lego bricks in a Lego living room. Homer is initially built with hair, but then it is removed, which is a little foreshadowing of, the, of a future Lego episode, uh, which is pretty good actually the lego episode this yeah is pretty, is pretty good episode uh this episode guest stars matt dylan as louie which matt i have a lot of questions about louie oh do you now a lot of questions don't worry they'll never get answered because louie i'm pretty sure never appears <laughs> ever again uh-huh but uh i do have a lot of questions about louie and i don't think the simpsons really thought about or cared about answering any of them well that sounds about right yeah <sighs> okay so we have this, like you said, Matt. This episode, I the a strength of this episode, and it, like I think this is probably the thing that immediately makes me go, "Ah, oh, this isn't so bad." After last week's episode, mm-hmm. where there aren't seven inciting incidents, that's true. There's, I mean, there's I one, guess one, there's one inciting incident, and then we get two plots off of it, and we go and any other complaints i have at least it does that like that's the bare minimum and it makes the episode so much more watchable like despite all the other problems i will have i do have about this episode and there are other problems the episode itself is at least watchable to me because it has a through line where like things like we're following these plots and they start from one logical point and move forward there aren't side tangents there aren't you know there aren't 16 different incident to incident to incident to incident to fill time there's not even a terrible amount of like extended long montages to fill time in this episode i will also add um episode begins with marge trying to put maggie to bed um maggie doesn't want marge to leave maggie loves her mama 
and it gets upset if Marge leaves the room. So um, Marge decides, oh, well, we'll give Maggie another bottle of milk to help her put her to sleep, I assume. I know nothing about children. Um, <laughs> I hope you're not expecting me to jump in on the whole will milk get kids to sleep because I have no clue. No, no, no. I'm, not, I'm laughing at your note where you go. In our show notes, Matt goes, who the hell gets milk in a glass bottle? It's, yeah, it's like I, I, no one's gotten milk on a glass no, bottle hey, in hey, like 50 years. Hey, okay, one, Matt. That's not true. Mm-hmm. There is, and it's more, I mean, I, in 2007, I, I, it's probably less likely, especially a town like Springfield. But nowadays, I can absolutely go to Whole Foods or Central Market in Austin, yeah, like a, a bougie, yeah. you know, go to a bougie grocery store. You can absolutely get milk in a glass bottle. I guarantee it. Yeah, you're probably right. Ugh. It costs it probably costs ten dollars. <laughs> ten dollars uh, per pint, and it and it comes from organic cows and you know stuff like that. Um, but Marge goes to refill the the and here this is the other this is what I'm also might be arguing. I could also argue this, Matt, is that they pre-distribute their their milk in glass in they bought glass bottles specifically for this reason. Mm-hmm. Oh, of course, and portion it out for the baby. That is the thing that you can do. So not this, none of this is crazy. Uh, but she drops right, the glass right, bottle, right. and it breaks. And Homer cries over spilt milk, which is probably which, the lamest. Which is like 30 seconds of stupidness. Yeah, it might be the lamest part of this whole episode, which is saying something. Um, it's absolutely not the most offensive thing in this whole episode, but it is might be the lamest joke. Um, Homer needs to go get milk. And, like, I will say... Like that drive is very grounded when it's just like, well, we need to feed the baby. You need to go get yeah. milk. Okay. And then, so there's no milk at the Quickie Mart. Uh, he goes to Mo. Well, I don't know. Homer goes to Moe's uh, and there's no milk, which Homer, and this is again, and then here we go. Like Homer drinks paint here. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, he does. And like, Despite everything, I want to like be nice about this episode, Matt. I do like I am trying to be optimistic about it. Homer is still just the worst. Homer is just the worst. Oh yeah, I mean it's the very core idea of this episode of Homer taking a job as a tow truck driver because it's lucrative. He gets to set his own hours, and that's something I can believe. Homer being a jerk to people because of that. Sure, why not? But the whole thing with him drinking paint and him pulling down the helicopter, which we'll get to, uh, <laughs> that is just unnecessarily stupid. Yes, exactly. Um, so the, we get a little bit of here where Homer's out trying to find paint. We cut back to to Maggie, to Marge, to the kids, where they're trying to figure out what to do uh, about Maggie and Maggie being clingy more than just getting milk. Um, and so they go to the Internet for help. There must be a website that can help you deal with a clingy baby. Oh, I don't want to bother the Internet with my problem. Oh, come on, Mom. We'll help you, surf. Click that one, Mom. No, go up. Keep going. Up, up, up. The blue ones are ads. That's the toolbar. Now you've opened Word. Close it. Close it. Don't, don't say this. Stop clicking. Don't go there. Why are you buying a freezer? Don't click the card or you bought it. Oh, you clicked the card. If you're so smart, you do it. Hmm. hmm. Cry? What does that stand for? Creative responses for infant edu-loving. Ooh, edu-loving. They come to your home to help you raise independent, self-actualized children. The counselors can come day and night because they have no families themselves. Okay, I'll sign up. You just bought another freezer. Well, maybe I wanted another freezer. 
this joke is a little lame, but very accurate. To I I like this man. I'm gonna be very I'm gonna be very open and honest. I like this gag. I like this. Lisa's very much like oh you click the card. That is I love it. It's perfect as <laughs> I many people probably have tried to yeah. help their parents use a computer before. And the unlucky of those who, unlucky among us who don't have parents who are computer savvy, it's very much like, why'd you do that? No, 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 don't. Okay. I told you what to do when you didn't. Okay. It's like my dad, my dad texting me saying, what's your phone number? And I'm like, I need to send it to your aunt. I'm like, dad, you're literally texting me. Like, what on <laughs> earth? How do I give your tech? You want me to give you a number that you're texting me on? What do you want me? Like, that? it's that kind of thing. And I think this is great. There's a lot. There's, there's, I think, enough gags in this episode that keep stringing me along. One things I enjoy that I, I, I chuckled at. Um, Lisa's, I, oh, you clicked the card. That good delivery, uh, you're Lee does a great job of that uh the cry method creative responses for infant edgy loving obviously nonsense but it is something that marge would fall for um okay matt are you ready i'm ready robbie okay because we're going to guid up guidopolis is uh, where we're going to next cut back to homer yeah that that is the most righteous that you that we should all just everyone listening just do what matt just did because uh, this is just the worst it is the worst part of this episode it is so sad it's just like it's i don't know it it's this thing where sir it's racist like right like this is this is so stupid and so indulgent, unlike Italian stereotypes, it leans so hard into Guidopolis and Mook Emart. Get it? It's like Quick Emart, except it's Italians. Oh, I get it. Okay. And it's just like we get a long sequence here of Homer driving through Guidopolis, and we're just like cut to different shots of the town and full of stereotypes. But I can't be offended by this because it's so bad that sails right on past offensive to just lame just stupid and mm -hmm. there is i don't know who this is for that these are i've said this before these are grandpa jokes these are jokes for elderly people these are the only people who think this stuff is funny mm -hmm. and i don't know what who thought the godfather was accurate yeah like i can you watch the godfather you're like okay this is a very distinct movie targeting a very small subsect of people and it's obviously amplified to be entertaining like yeah these are all characters because this is a movie but these aren't like if louie was a crazy stereotype i'd be fine it's like it's the character homer is interacting with he's supposed to be you know be very colorful i don't need that same level from literally every single side character in this town which is what you get uh Homer needs milk, so he stops at the Mookie Mart and gets some, which everyone inside the convenience store is the worst Italian stereotype. Um, he finds some milk, buys it. We endure multiple very lame jokes and lots of noises coming from all these little side characters. Uh, uh, but 
luckily we leave. <laughs> can't, can't leave this place soon enough because the, the plot intercedes, thankfully. Homer's car is getting towed. Uh, and Homer goes to... I, this is all the things I don't understand. Okay, Matt. If Homer sees the guy towing his car and he stops him before he tows the car away, wouldn't Homer say, hey, man, can I have my car? You, can you stop? I'm you right think here. So. He can't. But like Homer doesn't even try. It's the middle. Are you telling me that Homer, the, the most jerkiest version of Homer we've ever had, it's the middle of night. He's had to go get milk from a town. It's Guidopolis. From what we see is three towns over. At least, if not four towns over. Okay? Four towns over to get milk. Mm-hmm. Okay. No Walmarts? We can't have a Walmart in Springfield? No, Robbie. This is a small town. That's all I, you get. I mean, by 2007, Matt, Walmarts. That, that Walmart, woo boy. I know, I know. Springfield is that small town. Okay, fair enough. Um, So, Homer's not perturbed that someone's towing his car. He's just like, oh, okay, I'll ride with you. Robbie. And be affable? What, what do we talk about this? Uh, plot dictates... exactly okay um so louie is towing homer's car and homer is apparently just fine with it um and homer rides in the tow truck to the impound lot but would it okay if and if it's just money that louie needs to does he have to go through this whole rigmarole where okay i'm sorry matt i'm so sorry my brain just intercepts everything you're you're just asking all these questions that no one has ever bothered i know no one bothered and this is stuff about it I don't like. Obviously, these things still exist in this episode. Um, Homer talks to Louie in the car, and we get a, we learn a little about Louie and what he does. Oh, please, give me a break. I've been driving all night looking for milk for my kids. I'll tell you what. I'll give you a ride to the impound lot. Okay, let me just grab my registration. can't believe your boss let you listen to rock music while you work. My boss? <laughs> I don't think my boss has a problem with anything I do. Well, I'd really like to meet this guy. Well, he's in this truck right now. But it's just you and me. <gasps> that must mean I'm your boss. I'm sick of you. You're fired. No, you dumb Dominic. I'm my own boss. Shut up! When you call in sick, who do you call? I don't call in sick. I work when I want to. Sometimes you want to work? Hey, I get to drive around, eat when I want, eyeball the highway honeys. <laughs> I'm your aunt, stupid. And lasso the street cattle. Street cattle? The cars I tow. I got all kinds of names for them. Shiatas, Hebrew canoes, spam cans, Swedish speedballs, and of course, stretch lamos. Some of those were pretty funny. Check it out. We already got a wine line. When can I get my Beamer? I can't be out in this neighborhood. My jewelry's real. You can't tow a hybrid. My blow better still be in the glove box. Well, you make people miserable and there's nothing they can do about it. Just like God. Man, oh man, you got the greatest job in the world. I'm, I, have mixed, I have very <laughs> mixed feelings about this. Mm-hmm. On one hand, Matt, here. Is this a, is this a side character? A new, uh-huh. one and done, you know, celebrity appearance character. We get a little, and this is all I ask for for most of these characters, is we get enough information about them to make them feel real. And we get that here with Louis, at least now. 
by the end of this episode, I have way more questions about what and who Louis <laughs> is. But Louis is just like, oh yeah, I'm a tow truck driver. I make my own hours. Uh, I work when I want, and yeah, I listen to music I want to when I drive, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, and Homer is so confused. Apparently, Homer doesn't understand self-employed. What that means. Uh, the 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 concept of self is foreign to him. Apparently, work for myself. How does that work? What a crazy idea. I, um, he doesn't understand. But we get this information from Lou, and you're like, okay. And and Matt Dillon, good actor. I like Matt Dillon. And oh yeah, he uh he manages to make take this and with his performance and give it a little bit of nuance here and make Louis feel a little bit more realized. But then Matt stretch lamo yeah they go a little far on a lot of the hebrew <laughs> canoe what is it what uh, does that mean i i'm sure there is some uh i don't want to call it race, but stereotypical vehicle driven by jewish people possibly i i don't know oh well the hebrew canoe is the polite way of saying it yeah yeah it is a, that is a real thing though apparently yay yeah which makes me real happy um and that is there that is that is the stuff where i'm just why you didn't have to have him say that simpsons writers (laughs) and the fact that homer says you could you could have had stupid things that made up like that you didn't have to be into racism (laughs) that's not the first time they do that stereotyping not the very first time they do that in this episode oh my god agnes slater is even worse um so the, that's a you're, like those are jokes are not funny and homer even goes literally says you just heard him say some of those are funny and you're like oh god they're doing it again they're lampshading their own bad jokes like maybe if if you guys know that some of the jokes aren't funny you, you don't don't include them <laughs> you, you cut them guys well, robbie there's so much time to fill <laughs> i know like just like the very when you say when homer says some of those are funny. I'm like, well, you guys know that you could have just cut the ones you think aren't funny and add funny ones and then have Homer say something else. <laughs> it's not hard to do. You just stop. You just see backspace on your keyboard uh, or even Y out if you're or, or an eraser. No, nothing. Um, so Homer does understand self-employment and the very concept of it is so exciting to him that uh, he is thrilled at the idea of it. Um, they get to the, they they arrive at the impound lot and Homer and Louie come to an agreement. You know, if you're interested, we could use another hook jockey. The Springfield territory is wide open since flatbed Fred got killed in that murder, 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 suicide. I would love to. Oh, but I don't have a tow truck. For 500 bucks, I'll sell you this old bucket. Hmm, not sure my wife will go for these naughty mud flaps. Not to worry. These are the ones you show at home. Yeah, that's still too sexy for my wife. No problem. Man, you work as a silhouette model for one day and it haunts you for the rest of your life. Now just remember two rules. One, stick to Springfield. If I catch you on my turf, I'll rip off your head, vomit down your neck, pull out your heart, show it to your head, then shove them both down your neck hole, to which I previously alluded. Which I previously alluded. Are there two L's in alluded? Rule number two. Always keep your hook pointed out. Why? What happens if I point it this way? Oh, hello! Hello! Hello, Captain Hook! Oh, spoil sport. Oh, you're no fun. (laughs) 
we were saying. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Where and, and like I, I, I really like these are the things that keep this episode from being like even at even like even average, Matt. Like it's this. Yeah, there's like true. there's enough in this episode to keep it out of the dregs. Like this isn't the worst of the worst, and it's better than last. You know, it's better than last week's episode and stuff like that. But you just and every time you're like, oh, it's okay. It's yeah, it's an episode where Homer gets another job. Okay, whatever. That's fine. I don't care at this point. But this is the best they come up with is the the joke literally the end of the act is always keep your toe hook pointed this way versus that way because if you have it pointed that way you're gay. Uh, oh boy. This is the kind of joke you make in third grade. This is like literally like this is the last time I went, oh, that's funny. I was a third grader and an idiot. Like it's not complicated. Or grand- if you're a grandpa, maybe you think again, this is a grandpa joke. This mm-hmm. is a grandpa joke. Like your old uh homophobic grandpa. I never this is a for me, this is a theoretical grandpa. I never met new either of my grandpas, but like you can imagine, like the, some homophobic grandpa, you, <laughs> which that's funny, you know. That, and the, like, who you, who's your target audience, Simpsons? Who are you writing for? Why are you writing for these guys? It's not a good look. Um, and uh, and, my, and uh, my other question, Matt, and this is maybe a question I shouldn't ask because it is something they want, don't want me to think about. The whole charm of this is Homer gets to set his own hours, right, and is his own boss, right. Right. Louis specifically says, we need another guy in Springfield. Yeah, I wondered about that, too. Maybe he just means uh, that there needs to be a tow truck driver in Springfield. Uh, and they're worried about some other group muscling in on the independent tow truck driver turf. Like maybe there's a giant tow corporation, tow corp, that's coming in to take over Springfield. But if they have somebody there, they can't do it. I don't know. As far as I know, there are there are bigger tow truck companies that do have fleets, but they are, but you know, that anytime, you know, whether you, you, they, you compete with the independent guys, guys who have a single truck or something like that. It's simply like, Oh, well the single truck might charge less or might be able to get there faster. And I'm pretty sure that the, you know, triple A's of the world, like the big, those companies like in traffic, you know, and in, in insurance companies, they generally just contract out to whoever will probably will give them the best terms. And maybe they, I know they even sometimes contract out to a lot of different people, um, which I'm sure you can negotiate on what your terms would be. But when he says we need, it's very, I'm, I'm like, well, who's paying Homer? The city? Louie? Who's? I mean, generally the way a lot of tow trucks work is the people who you whose properties you do this stuff off pay you and then the people pay you to get their cars back. So you get paid on both ends, which not going to lie, sounds like a pretty sweet gig. But also, I mean, I assume Homer's making his money from the people whose cars he tows. There's a, he then puts on his front lawn. Yeah, there's a slew of logistical problems. Um, that they don't want you to think about. Um, but we haven't even gotten to the most craziest things of this episode yet. So we go to commercial at seven minutes and 34 seconds. And when we come back, um, okay, we're going to start it with Homer. It's now a tow truck driver. He's cruising through Springfield. Uh, he goes to get his first tow because someone parked in some place where they weren't supposed to. I don't remember which. Uh, he tears the axle off because that's what Homer does because he's a bad tow truck driver. He's about everything, really. Uh, he then proceeds to tow the Rich Texans uh, car, uh, and 
this part really made me mad uh, because <laughs> uh, the rich Texan is parked in a handicap spot. And so Homer goes to tow him and the rich Texan runs out and say, no, 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 I'm, I'm allowed to park there. And Homer, uh, Homer says, you don't look disabled, which just, if, if you have ever felt the urge to say that, just punch yourself in the face. Just, just as hard as you possibly nah, can. Nah, nah, nah. Try no, and break nah, your own no, face. No, no, no. Okay. Well, hey, okay. Let's, okay. Show some compassion, Matthew. If you felt the urge to say it, that's perfectly fine. As long as you didn't say it, you know. Okay, you're right. You're right. Okay, you can't always control your head. If you felt the urge to say it, take a second, realize that's a terrible thing to say. Invisible, invisible uh, disabilities, you know, are are absolutely a thing. Um, But I'm. They make a joke right after this, Matt, where Mm -hmm. Rich Texan goes into. A Santa school. A Santa school. Because Rich Texan says he has fear of beards and mustaches, I believe. Mm-hmm. And he so, actually names the disorder, yeah, which he I named, didn't write he, he names a phobia, which I assume is a real phobia, um, and then goes inside a Santa school and sh- apparently shoots a bunch of people learning how to be- become Santas, which... Oh boy uh not and like that is one a, you generally don't get a handicap placard for a phobia <laughs> no you generally don't but it's also like it's such an odd thing and why the okay just inexplicable violence but here i'll give him this it's not like outright racist so hey we're, we're homophobic it's just santa's which is a weird thing but it's not you know offensive that's that's true for once uh, 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 so uh, you gotta i met I got to get those silver linings. I'm trying. I know. I know. I know. Um, So, oh boy. Uh, We then have a very long sequence of Bart skitching on the back of Homer's tow truck. Nice pull, Uh, Matt. You got the word. A little 90s (laughs) lingo there for you. Uh, Basically, it's like water skiing, uh, but but you're on a skateboard and he's on Homer's tow line. Uh, And then towards the end, Homer comes to a stop sign, slams on the brakes, Bart plows face first into the back of the tow truck lies there dead for a few seconds before they both start laughing so hilarious i i just i the it's another this is another point where you're like why are, I, I can clearly see that would murder bart that would kill him very oh, yeah, dead. That, would, that would break his skull he would be a very dead little boy and they're playing it for laughs and it or, or, it doesn't yeah. feel like they are laughing not here i i don't know this might just be my outlook on the show as a whole at this point it felt like homer and bart were laughing at me because i well, yeah because... i went i because i my thought was like oh god bart's dead and then they're just like ah! and i'm like are you laughing at me because i cared <laughs> empathy are you laughing at my empathy i don't think that was their intention but it certainly felt that way to me i mean we'll never know i guess uh we won't so absolutely not nope uh so at this point we finally go back to marge and the maggie subplot where marge meets with the cry lady uh who explains to her the uh, basically what is a real theory uh where you just kind of let your kids cry themselves out uh but marge is not super into it at first marge your codependent hyper nurturing has infantilized your baby you've made her queen of her clingdom did you hear that maggie wags you're a queen marge you're reinforcing a negative i'm what allow me to demonstrate care actualize and now you are free to live like a human being 
baby's crying. She's not crying. She's celebrating her independence. Don't crash that party. <laughs> One hug can't hurt. Yes, it can. Hugs are drugs, and your daughter's an addict. <sighs> I guess it's... Let my little girl grow up. <gasps> you see? Now her childhood can begin you alive. <gasps> Thank you, cry. I'm, I'm sorry about the kick. I, I've never done anything like that before. Yeah, well, I'm glad your first time was such a success. So, yes, Marge uh, listens to the advice, rejects it, kicks the lady, and then realizes the lady is right. So, at the very least, I'm glad Marge realized the lady was right, but... Oh boy, that is uh, that is that that okay? Sure, Marge. I kick somebody to get at your baby. I mean, okay, one one. The, if their intention was for me to hate this hippie lady, missions mission achieved, mission accomplished. Uh, See, it's funny. This actually made me like the hippie lady because I'm like, oh, uh, obviously she's correct, and Marge is being a crazy person, but she's also very unpleasant, and I happen to like unpleasant people, so. <laughs> Well, it explains it goes into what you enjoy. Explains why you're doing podcasts with me, uh, <laughs> exactly. But it, it's really it. Yes, he's designed to be annoying because of all the fake words. Like that's the thing. And I, yes, there are also. I this episode is very like it's season nineteen. Is you know this is these it is this years of the Simpsons where they take an issue that is has nuance. You know, like you strategically choose when to know when you're oh the baby actually doesn't need me right now when you know you put her down to sleep and she starts crying just leave it let her cry and go to sleep she'll cry for a bit and then she'll go to sleep you know she like you've changed her you fed her you've done all the things she's fine and like there is as you know i've only experienced this from my from my sister's perspective from with my niece who is still you know a toddler now but I get it. You created this child. You are very worried about everything they do. And that there is an interesting like lesson you could learn about, oh, Marge is like, oh, I need to know when to let go, when to take care of her and when not to. And I doesn't need to be all the time. Like that is a gray between this, you know, this the one perspective of Marge is like, I need to be with her 100% of the time. And the hippie lady that cries like, no, leave her alone forever. And the like, I would like my comparison would be like a golden years episode would pick a, a spot in the middle. And at, by the end of the episode, we'd get to there, which is, I guess what they do, but they get there in a very strange way and a very strange way. Uh, but there's not much nuance here between Marge and this hippie lady. And Marge never, we never get a point where Marge goes, oh, that cry lady is actually, we don't have a, there, this is the B plot. It is obviously not as important as Homer towing helicopters. <laughs> so we can't spend we'll too to much it, time. It's right. It's the next scene, Matt. I know. I mentioned I know. it for Speaking, a, okay. a purpose. Let's go ahead and get it over with. Uh, Homer tries to tow Arnie Pie's traffic copter. Oh, uh, so Arnie while it's Pye, in the air, uh, while it's in the air, man. while it's in the air, Arnie Pie lifts Homer's tow truck up, which, um, I mean, it really depends on the helicopter, but probably not. I mean, he's, a, he's, it's a, it's a passenger helicopter. A, a can't traffic really copter that much. typically wouldn't have enough lift to lift up. Yeah, a, a traffic copter a tow truck generally is, has enough lift to get four people up there. Tow trucks are really heavy. Yeah. So it it's not, there are helicopters that could lift a tow truck. Th that traffic. oh yeah i mean there are helicopters that lift tanks that traffic chopper is not, is not one is not one of them no 
But who cares? It doesn't matter. They don't want you to think about it. Never think about anything, basically. Yep. Okay. So, uh, and, and then Homer uh, crashes the helicopter by throwing a wrench into it. So, yeah, it falls to the ground, and Homer tows the broken helicopter, because why not? All right, uh, let's get back to extra things that matter. Homer buys a round of drinks at Moe's. Uh, I believe they are lobster teenies, which Moe just cracks a lobster in half and pours a liquid out into their drinks. I don't know why that actually made me laugh. It's the dumbest thing ever, but I, for some reason, Moe just I, cracks I, a lobster. I don't know, Matt. I don't know. It's, a, it's, it's very absurd, and there's a part of me that appreciates it on that level where it's just the stupidest thing. Yeah, but there's that, a part of I mean. me... That also goes, like, if they were, if this was a joke in the golden years, they would have gone with something more realistic. And, and like, yeah, like, him, like, oh, he, he takes a lobster and blends it up and pours it into their drink. Or, 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 or like, you know, like, oh, we'd have a, a this is my, a, this is a mixed drink. It involves, it has like, you know, 24 karat gold poured into it or something like that. You know, like, something. There you go. But the, the, which are, you know, there are literally, alcohol that has you know gold flakes mixed in and stuff like that so it th this is like oh i can appreciate the absurdity but also it feel it, it every like there there are these like it's like a it's like a hallmark where i can it is something i can immediately place as very distinct from the best simpsons and the lobster teeny this this lobster teeny is one of them where it's just like, oh, it's That's not true. that it's bad. It's just that it's very different from it's what... It's very weird. It's very weird and very different from what I would consider, what I would think of as, like, Prime Simpsons joke. I, and when you... And there's a lot of examples of Mo pouring, like, fancy drinks. Um, typically, they do not involve ripping apart animals. Exactly. I mean, Mo has, has poured a fancy bottle of wine during one episode, and... <laughs> anyway... So uh, the point of this whole scene is that uh, um, Lenny says that he parked right out front. Homer immediately goes into tow truck driver mode where he says, oh, that's a one-hour parking area, and you've been here for over an hour. So he runs outside and tows Lenny's car. Uh, and Lenny thinks it's a joke at first because obviously Homer is his friend and wouldn't do that to him. But of course he would because it's Homer in the in the teen years. So he's just a straight-up yeah, jerk. Uh, hey, Matt, Matt I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say something. It might make me – it might get – pushback i might people might not like not like not not like not, not like what i say but um hey lenny move your car yeah there are parking rules generally for a reason um and i'm pretty sure Moe's has a parking lot right next to it most of the time yeah this so i mean one it's made up park like, on the street it's made up like there is no reason that lenny this this parking lot this one parking spot has to be an hour other other than for plot convenience i get it but also like yeah, it's more restrictive parking actually encourages people to use public um, modes of transportation. So it's generally actually, I know that the largely most American cities are constructed around uh, ease of <laughs> using a bus or uh, or even a bicycle. But it is uh, more parking. More parking lots are generally very bad. Um, even though there is part of me that goes, I just want a spot to park. But also. This is all plot. That's because in most cities, it's a, there is no public transportation to use. I, I think, yeah, that's also a problem. Um, we're a, we live in a hellscape is the answer. So I think the jerk thing is that Homer goes, hey, Lenny, you should move your car. And he, if he gave him a chance, like, hey, Lenny, I, I, I have to tell you, but I'll give you a heads up now as your friend. Go tell your, move your car and I won't tell you. You'll be fine. But instead, Homer just goes to tow it 
And apparently this is the last straw because now everyone hates me. Indeed they do. Uh, and we will get to the whole thing uh, very soon, unfortunately. So uh, we cut back to uh, one of the last scenes with Maggie and Marge that actually make any sense. Uh, Maggie's taking care of herself. Uh, she hops into her high chair by herself. She grabs a banana for breakfast. She starts reading on her own, which yeah, all right. Maggie's a one-year-old reading on her own. Okay. Uh, but Mar March comes out and says, all right, what do we get you for breakfast? And realizes that Maggie has taken care of everything. And she feels dejected. And I'm sure most moms go through this when their kids start doing everything for themselves. They they want to feel needed and they don't anymore. It's a fine... I I, I don't mind this this plot with a, a March. You know, like exploring. And they've done it before. But that's it's fine. They can do it again. But it, my only point of contention is like we've seen Maggie be so... Like, and it happens later in this very episode where, you know, Maggie comes and saves the day where Maggie is not just a baby. Maggie is basically like we just watched the Simpsons movie and it did that. Maggie helped save the day. She pushed a rock onto Cargill's head. And so you're just like, well, Maggie's already independent, right? No, um, she did. Yes, extremely independent. OK, I mean, she has killed people. <laughs> Actually, actually, I'm not sure we've ever seen her kill people. We have seen her shoot a lot of people and she drop has, rocks on She's people, absolutely so. wounded people, maybe maimed, but not murdered. Uh, definitely maimed, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Mr. Yeah. Burns was in the hospital for a really long time in her hands. Yes. I mean, to be fair, maybe don't maybe don't try and steal from steal from babies. Children, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh -huh. Especially when you're holding guns, because that's always what happens. Someone steals your gun and shoots you with it. I mean, if we ever need proof of that happening, right, that right there is the entire episode. Yeah, really. exactly. Anyway, uh, Maggie <laughs> takes care of herself. Uh, and then we go back to Homer, uh, where we have a, a nice long scene about how the entire town hates him now. Hey! <laughs> Take that, you totalitarian. Hey, doesn't that joke make light of totalitarians? Yeah. Stalin put my grandmother in a forced labor camp for 20 years. Uh, look, I was insensitive and I'm sorry. But what this is really about is a bully with a winch. If I'd wanted the laws of this town enforced to the letter, I wouldn't have hired Fatty here as police chief. Hear that, Ralphie? The mayor knows daddy. All right, listen up. I know a thing or two about Tojos. I married three of them, and they're real territorial. Now here's the plan. Get in here, Mel. I don't bite. I might gum you, and you might like it. So, yeah. I. Okay. Robert, do you have Matt, a problem with her using the phrase Tojos? Uh, I. I. Yes. Yes, I do, Matt. I... Robbie, would you like to tell us why that is a horrible thing for her to say? <laughs> or would you like me to? No, I will. I mean, here this here it, this boils down and there's all the, all these things in the episode boil down to the simpsons writers think they're funnier than they are uh and i think that's this is one they think they're being clever here um and that's the the problem uh because you know oh toe joe you know literally some a joe an average joe who drives a tow truck a tow joe um but that's also like effectively a racial slur used during world war ii for japanese people and they i'm i'm this is not an accident this is one thousand percent intentional that agnes is using this term to describe tow truck drivers that she hates but also a also it's a racial oh, racial slur isn't that funny that we set it up that way no it's not um you should not use that word and it's a homonym i don't care you should not use it 
Uh, if you came up with a homonym for another racial slur, it would also be bad. It doesn't change, regardless how innocent you think the racial slur is, or how how we know you know it's outdated. We don't use it anymore. Uh, maybe if like War Two veterans do or something, you know, some hundred year old man uh, still clings to it. But them just yelling it over Agnes yelling it multiple. You're like, I, okay, Agnes, why? And they have an old character do it. It's on purpose. And uh, this is, this is the stuff that does bother me. I don't care about Guidopolis. Really. It's really lame. It's stupid, but it doesn't offend me. This is, this is a, and the Hebrew canoe, that's bad. This is way worse than that. And it's, it is one of those things where this is indefensible. There's no reason you can't. There's no reason for it. There's a thousand jokes you can make here. There is. There's no. There's not like they've been painted into a corner and they have to do something with this. No, they just came up with this and went. Oh, that's. Isn't it funny that it's both? Let's use it. Okay. Okay. Well, luckily, it's. I don't think it's much worse from here. No, no, no. This is by far the worst thing, and the rest of this episode is nonsense. It just falls into cartoon. It's all. It's a cart. It uh-huh. is just. It's Looney Tunes. Literally, it's Looney Tunes. And I'll. And I. You can argue. To, you know, say that that's okay. But that is after this. It's not so bad. But our. So, uh, the Homer has towed. He has a bunch of. We've seen. I'm. I'm trying to make make this make sense in my head, Matt. Okay. We've seen Homer tow all these trucks and cars. And he, we've seen a lot of cars on basically are now the the Simpsons yard and property is now like a impound lot mm-hmm. because Homer doesn't have anywhere else to put them. Yeah, uh, it is a problem there because it's not fenced in and literally someone could just come and take their car back uh, in the middle of the night. They have the keys still uh, in most cases. So why would they could just go and sneak into his yard and take their car, right? I mean, if you had a spare set of keys, yeah. You what do you mean a spare it. set? The car, when people tow a car, there's not keys in it. Oh, yeah, I guess that's right. That's true. You have okay, the keys. Okay, so yeah, you just wander. There's a reason there's giant fences and guard dogs and, and, and you know razor wire. Yeah, they, they don't want you to take your car back. Um, and Homer, this is the other thing that just, like, Homer has, we've seen that Homer is typically only towing people that are breaking the law, right? generally yes parked on parked in the wrong spot parked in a place too long so he's telling them are you telling me that all of these people are aggressively breaking parking laws all the time it's springfield so i can believe it okay we heard the mayor say he didn't want to actually enforce most of the laws uh, okay i understand that but okay Uh, i i'm just like everyone hates if this it just feels like oh we hate a single tow truck driver really what uh, okay Okay, I I'm 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 falling into a rabbit hole, Matt. What what's what happens next? Please take me away. Oh, don't you worry. We're going to talk about what happens next. Um, there is a a brief segment of Marge being sad uh, about Maggie and Maggie taking care of herself, but Homer blows her off to go tow cars. So, the town has a plan where I guess on the edge. Okay, so earlier we said that Guidopolis excuse me we said that guidopolis was four towns over but apparently uh guidopolis shares a border with springfield uh, because there is a billboard saying welcome to guidopolis and i really hate how often i'm saying that Um, (laughs) i mean it's fine matt it's in the show you have to say it i know i know so uh 
And so what they do is they drag a car right across the border. Uh, they put down a fake handicap spot, a fake fire hydrant, and stuff a bunch of fake parking tickets underneath the uh, the windshield wiper. And then they cover up the billboard saying, welcome to Weedopolis, with it. one that says, you're still in Springfield. So obviously they are trying to track uh, trick Homer into going into uh, Louis' territory and towing a car that, that he should be the one to tow. Uh, and it works. Homer goes across. He practically loses his mind at how uh, great a plan this is or how great an opportunity this is uh, to tow this one car, even though I'm pretty sure he gets the same amount no matter what uh, he tows. Anyway, so he begins to tow the truck and Louis shows up and says, hey, you're in my territory, which obviously he is. So Homer runs across and the townspeople who have been waiting behind bushes this entire time uh, pull down a banner uh, so that it makes it very obvious that Homer is in Guidopolis. Um because I guess he just didn't realize that the sign was fake, even though it was just, you know, a banner across the top of an actual sign. I mean, Homer is anyway. an idiot, man. I don't, this is the easiest. I don't mind this, yeah, honestly. This, I don't, I don't mind any of this. This is fine. Like, yeah. I mean, I, it doesn't raise a lot of questions about Louis, but we'll get there. Yeah. So, uh, in response to this, rather than having a reasoned discussion, Louis hits Homer with a wrench, knocks him out, and drags him off to a basement. And that's how we end Act <laughs> We come back from a commercial at 14 minutes and 52 seconds. So th- we don't cut to Homer in a basement, Matt. We watch Louis have Louis has Homer's tow truck and has Homer hanging from the tow truck hook. And Homer is we have a long sequence here where Homer's being paraded through the streets and then eventually whaps himself into a street sign and uh, knocks himself woozy. Um, but we follow all of this. We're we're following all, every step along the way. We don't cut to oh, Homer trapped in a basement. We have we watch Louis take Homer to the basement, and Louis literally picks Homer up off of the hook and holds him with one arm like he's carrying carrying like a bundle of firewood. Louis is a strong fellow now. Louis is as strong as an ox. If he can carry Homer Homer with one arm, are you kidding me? Um. We see him just carry Homer into his house. Use a, he has, a, he has a, a bust of John Bon Jovi that he uses as like a secret compartment trigger like Batman, mm-hmm. uh, Batman 66. And Homer is thrown into the basement. But Matt, but Homer is not there alone. Homer sees that there are other prisoners there. Who are you guys? We're just like you. Tow truck drivers who got greedy. Is Louie keeping you prisoner here? No, we're waiting for him to give us a timeshare presentation. Actually, we're an a cappella group, and we're going to sing under the boardwalk. The truth is, we're just waiting for each other's hair to grow so we can braid it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I get it. I'm not stupid. It's number two, right? Under the boardwalk, down by the sea. On a blanket with my babies, that's where I'll be. Under the boardwalk. Out of the sun. They're pretty good, honestly. I mean, They're if great. If I was trapped in a, a, a prison, I, was, I, I would prefer to be trapped with those guys. Yeah, work on their acapella. Um, they can't help themselves, Matt. They can't help themselves. They can't. There are. They just can't. There's like a thousand ways you could see this episode going on, like in a normal direction, where you know Homer stops being, and you know, eventually lead back to the status quo. Homer's not a tow truck driver anymore for whatever reason, 
And it might be even because Louis makes him stop. But I, I've never seen this episode before. Uh, having Homer being trapped in a basement with at least five, maybe six other tow truck drivers was not on my bingo card. I did not see this coming. And I, I, I'll say it. Dude, are, are we supposed to? They, they are all there. They look fed. Is, yeah, I guess Louis is just taking care of these guys for the rest of his life. Is Louis just because they once used try to usurp any of Louis's territory? It's not that Louis just kills them. That's something like I. It still makes Louis look like obviously Louis is a, is a sociopath here. But that's if he kills them and gets rid of the bodies somehow. Okay, but he's keeping them prisoner. And that it just it's a bunch of questions like he is where do they all do they just go to the bathroom like in the corner? Is there a is there a toilet down there? Or is he making meals for six people three times a day? No. Yes, I guess I mean, this all could have been eliminated with just there's no need for it. Not having other people in the basement. No, it could just be Homer. It doesn't have to be a bunch of and like it could be alluded that, oh, yeah, there used to be other people in the basement, but now they're gone. And that's all you have to do. Like, oh, yeah, Louie has killed before. <laughs> Eventually, he'll kill you. It's just it's a matter of preparation. Uh, so that, you know, he's holding you there until he can kill you. That is. Like, that's something. That makes more sense. I mean, it makes Lou more... Maybe he tries to kill people, like, five or six at a time. He's like, look, it costs me a lot of money to kill all of you, so I'm making it worth my while. He is a practice. He is self-employed. I, as a man who's also self-employed, I get it. You know, you, you gotta watch... Count those you pennies. squeeze every penny. Yeah, squeeze every penny. Um, so Homer's trapped in a basement in Guidopolis. Uh, the town, man. Now there's not a single tow truck driver, which we were told... Before Homer, there also wasn't a tow truck driver in Springfield. So there is chaos now. Springfield has fallen into chaos without the single tow truck driver, where everyone is parking wherever they want and however they want, um, and is Mad Max now. That is what we are told. Shown, even. They show us this. They spent a lot of time on this. And I don't know why, though. Why do they show us this, Matt? I... No it, idea. No idea at all. If this led to the town going to rescue Homer, okay, understand. Makes sense. The town doesn't want chaos either, but we, where's our tow truck driver? Oh, Homer's missing. Let's go find him. And then they go rescue Homer, and he uh, does it decides, no, I'm not going to be a tow truck driver. Or, or, hey, we've released all these other tow truck drivers. I don't need to do this anymore, and I don't like it. Whatever. Um, but the town doesn't come back into this. It, the town doesn't matter here. Like, yeah, the town falls into chaos, sure, but that doesn't matter the plot. It doesn't matter the story. They should be. They, sh- they. This is what they wanted. They should be happy. But we're supposed to be like, oh no, the town's upset. Whatever, it doesn't matter. Um, Homer calls Lisa and uh, at gunpoint and describes how and tells her that he sh- she should never look for him and they should aban- They should leave him for leave him. Let him be forever. I guess. Why would Louis let Homer talk to Lisa at all? Yeah, again, it just it's to raise suspicion, I, I guess. I mean, it doesn't, it's it's supposed it's, to alleviate suspicion because it, Louis is an it, idiot, yeah, but Lu- it just I, raises I, it. I mean, Louis, I, yeah, what is, Louis, we have, I have so many questions about Louis now. Like, what, who is this man? How many people has he kidnapped? And is, is this all of them? Why did he? Why does he care if someone right on the edge of his? Why does he give the, not give Homer a warning? 
Like, you know, home redeem, you get a single warning, like, hey, stay on my territory, I need the money, something like that, yeah. nothing. Um, we have more chaos in the town. Homer telling stories to tow truck drivers. Why is this in this episode? What is this nonsense? Um, I guess we have to follow what Homer's doing, but I don't... Homer in captivity is not... Where's the through line here? This is when things start to fall apart. Um, the family's worried about Homer, which... Marge says Homer's been gone for four days, man. And she's not doing anything besides just looking out a window for him. And I get it. Homer has harebrained schemes and might disappear. If I think because of those schemes, you should keep a closer eye on. Yes. I'm just I'm just thinking of it very plainly as as a spouse. If my wife disappeared for four days, I would be beating down doors i would be like harassing i'd be calling the police every six seconds i'd be i'd be calling the news i would be i would i would lose my mind and i would not just be sitting at home staring out a window and the fact that like you know homer's mysterious witch of homer mars goes to look for homer you know we don't get any sequences where lisa and bart you know become detectives we don't get any of this we have Maggie, Matt, Maggie, decide mm-hmm. to go rescue Homer because Maggie's now independent. Remember how that happened in this in this episode? I do remember that. Yeah, yeah. now it's a, coming home to roost. Give him credit for that. They're intertwining these two stories, even if they don't make any sense together. They do it anyway. So Maggie has to save the day. Uh, she... <laughs> She enlists Sam's little helper and rides him like a little horse. And I guess uses his nose uh, to track Homer. That's what she's doing, right? Mm-hmm. She t- she We see her take the dog and point at a picture of Homer. And then they run away. So I'm assuming that she that is her telling Sam's little helper, hey, we are going to find him. And we have a long sequence here. This is a, it's very Western-esque. It's a, it's a, this is a scene from a... You know, a Western of someone going, crossing the frontier, searching for someone. I don't even know if it's pulled from a specific Western or not. Uh, it's, a, it's a familiar trope. Eventually, this is a couple minutes later, He, she finds Homer's hair, tracks him down. Which, if you want to think, the, 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 this, like, oh, stretch and credulity. Like, Maggie's a baby, and she's using a Greyhound to track Homer four towns, next town over, four towns over, we don't know. Uh, but she tracks him down and realizes he's she he's in he's in prison in a basement, which this basement has just an open window on the bottom with bars, by the way. Uh huh. Why? Totally makes sense to me, Robbie. I don't know why you're asking questions. OK, good. OK, thanks. Uh, and Maggie, I mean, obviously, Maggie's a genius. She grabs Louie's tow hook. As he's driving away, Louis just happens to be leaving, going out to do his work. She takes the hook, wraps it around the bar on the bottom window, pulls it out, rips out the part of the wall, and all the tow truck drivers are free. Matt. Yes, Robbie. Louis right there. He's right there. Uh huh. Would he not stop them? No, of course not. Do anything? Do we? We don't get a confrontation here. They're like, like. I'm not asking that Louis has to intercede or like he it could be as simple as Louis coming face to face with all these tow truck drivers and Louis like stay out of my territory and they're like okay and they run away like that's all it has to be a scene 
a confrontation because they don't have it. Nothing happens. They just run away. They go home. Homer, go, the next scene is Homer at home. I try. I try, Matt. I try and be positive. I try and be optimistic. But then the, the episode is dragging me down. Uh, so Homer comes home and we get an ending. Thanks to her. Really? Look at you. So grown up. Well, I've moved on too. Are you sure? Hugs are dropping. No. And that's the end, right? That is the, that is the end of the episode. Matt. I do like the Homer Toe Truck Driver stuff is a bunch of nonsense, but I do like this little Maggie coda here where Maggie has, oh, Marge has moved on and we haven't even discussed Marge's uh, new love, which is a sack of potatoes, which we did see her cradling earlier in the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, we see Maggie have like a little Western style and you know, this fits back into this lat the, the little theme they've had in this latter act where Maggie is, a Western hero where she has like a little showdown with a bag of potatoes and she punches it over um, and jumps back into Marge's arms. And Marge is going to say, Oh, I'm blah, blah, blah. And she puts her pacifier in Marge's mouth. So Marge can't say that, you know, hugs are drugs and the the stuff that cry lady was saying and hugs are in. It's very hard. This is sweet. I like this where it's Maggie. Like, no, I don't want you to completely disconnect. I don't want to be completely independent. I want my mom. That's sweet. And yeah, there's not much nuance there, but it at least, you know, that moment is there. It's heartwarming. Um, I think what I'm really saying, Matt, is I really like the B plot in this. And the A plot is bad. <laughs> I think that's, Basically, yes. And that, I, I feel I'm right there with you because I want to see more of Marge and Maggie struggling. To, Maggie struggling to be independent and Marge uh, wanting to mother her more. And we've gotten that before with Bart uh, because it's the same thing with any parent-child relationship with younger kids. Uh, but it really feels like that is pushed to the side in favor of Homer has a new job. And I don't, it does not help that this a plot is real is a shell that they encase a lot of racist jokes in. (laughs) It's not, that's not great. Um, There are, and I don't know. I, I like the, there are several sequences and gags of this that I like. I like Marge and, and, the kids with a computer. There was a guy we haven't really mentioned where Homer and Homer Bart and Millhouse are cutting out swear words from the Bible and pinning them on their, on the, the cork board on, on the, on Bart's wall, including Leviticus, which Millhouse is like Leviticus isn't a swear. And like, that is a fun little scene, a little gag. It doesn't matter, you know, in the greater context of the episode, but I like it. Um, and I like all the Maggie and Marge stuff because it feels relatively grounded when, especially when you compare it to Homer, uh, towing a helicopter out of the sky. We will rank it at the end of the show. Uh, oh, I'm oh, sorry. Uh, Robbie, is this episode incredibly, incredibly broken? <sighs> yeah. No, you were right the first time with that quick fix idea. Let's see. Quick fix. Quick fix. Uh-huh. I don't think it's incredibly broken, man. No, it's just mildly broken. I, I think it's enough for me to say yes. You know, like it tips over into that line. I wanted to really, I was really thinking about this as before we recorded. I was like, 
maybe it's okay. Like it does have a single A and B plot. You know, it is the A plot is all is Homer and a tow, being tow truck driver. B plot is Maggie and Marge, and they intercede at the end. You know, they they connect, and Maggie ends up resolving the A plot, and then they resolve the B plot. And okay, but the A plot is just so ridiculous. I can't say that this episode isn't broken. It and it's not. This is an easy. This is not as complicated a fix, you know. No, it's no. you just keep you just tone down the cartoonishness. You like you can in, still have Homer versus the town and being a tow truck driver, but you just have it. And like I don't know why they introduce Louie being a serial killer. <laughs> like I don't know why you do that. Like it doesn't. It is the craziest c- direction. Why not just have it as Homer versus the town? And oh, the the town trap has sets up a trap for Homer, but it just involves him losing his tow truck instead of getting kidnapped. Why does oh he loses his tow truck, but then the town falls into chaos, and they go, oh, we need Homer back, and they 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 ask him to be a tow truck driver again, or you know, or it, they they come to a compromise where. You know, the town enforces some parking laws, and then Homer eventually stops. You know, we get back to the status quo because we have to. I The third act, Matt, why? Why do they do this every time? I know, and it really feels like the easiest thing to do would be to just have Marge go looking for Homer and find him because she knows him. Just like in... uh. Uh, the coyote episode the chili the episode mysterious voyage of homer no 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 we're not gonna say the stupid stupid name that's not a stupid name mysterious voyage homer is the name it's english it's it's fine. okay okay that that one's fine so i thought we were gonna say the actual the fake spanish oh mysterious voyage of homer it's fine okay good i know anyway it's just a it is i don't know what it is like it's easier to me it seems so much easier to me to have a third act that isn't just nonsense but they do it well, anyway it's hard to make that funny robbie my Someone least thinks that this montage of of maggie writing santa's little helper is hilarious i i that's the i that's the thing like all my favorite the gags i laughed at which i think were two were the things in the first and second acts i didn't laugh at anything in this third act because i was i it had lost control like it just felt like it's so disconnected it felt like a different episode even like this every act of this feels like an entirely different tone and it's more crazy the first act is relatively realistic second act is less so and the third act is even less realistic because it involves a uh, louis becoming a serial killer and as I would take Homer towing helicopters out of the sky a hundred times out of a hundred if the alternative is we introduce supporting characters that are just kidnapping people. And you're like, no, well, there. do we live in a world that has repercussions? Do we, like, there are people literally on the street who watch Louie kidnap Homer. Do not, does literally no one say anything? No, Robbie. No one says anything in Springfield ever. Uh, it's not Springfield. That's Guidopolis. No but it, it doesn't matter. Like, I don't care. And the fact that it, and if your response as the, as the creator is this is to say, you think too much. Don't worry about it. Eh, that's the wrong answer. You should never have to say that about your. I don't know. I feel like I'm just playing myself because that's not what the Simpsons are anymore. Uh, but that's I mean, just make the third act more grounded and make everything more grounded. 
That's always it's going to be my answer, Matt. I think is uh, yeah, and we're just at a fundamental disconnect with the writers at this point because they are they are all about the wacky and they don't realize how awful it makes them look. Or they don't care. Or they don't. <laughs> Excuse me. Or they don't care. Matt died. Matt died in between, but he came back. He's back, guys. Um, I went back to my home planet. <laughs> Uh, we can't move on to our next segment. It is time for Comments from the News Group. Comments from the News Group. Okay, here we are. Alt.nerd.obsessive. I forgot where I was for a moment, if I existed on this plane of existence anymore. Uh, Comments from the News Group is where I ask our patrons to leave their thoughts, their reviews of this episode, uh, and I read them on the air. Appreciate everyone taking the time. Anyone who's a patron can leave their review every week. I post it on Monday. This first from Hoffa. Meh. Not the worst. I laughed a little bit. D plus. That might be where I'm at. It's a D plus. Uh, Benjamin, yeah. plot, plot wise, they jump right into it. I didn't. I don't hate most of the turns it took. Joke wise, it was mostly awful with a couple laughs. I have a lot of questions about this one, but it's not worth putting effort in asking them. <laughs> You're smarter than me, Benjamin. I actually like the Maggie Western spoof, but I'm also a sucker for Westerns. Best one of the three by far. Uh, from Tim. I think it was at about this time when I stopped watching the show regularly, a habit I wouldn't pick up again until I discovered this podcast at about the start of the pandemic. About the only thing that saves this episode from the absolute bottom is the level of incompetence on trying to offend us. It's like the actual characters of idiocracy were tasked with writing this. <laughs> Matt Dillon does well in other roles, but it seems if he's if it, it seems if he if he really it seems as if he really dialed it in here, number three seventy eight. Uh, from Derek, shocker, I know, but the season nineteen episode isn't good. Those Homer becomes a blank premises are so groan-inducing. You both curse season 10 for proliferating these types of stories, but also long for the days of episodes of season 10's caliber, which sounds insane in itself. This is just full of slapdash writing, lowest common, lowest common denominator humor. I like the Mr. T billboard. Oh, we didn't even mention the Mr. T billboard. Milk billboard. Uh, though, but there's nothing really much to recommend here. And even though they're absolutely obsessed with making every single episode a title a pun, now they can't even make the damn pun work. Toe and cow are spelled similarly, though, so it's good enough. We're getting paid either way. Home time. <laughs> that's, I really, that's good. When that's short it to the least amount, like, oh, it's time to go home. Home time. Uh, from Lauren. Uh, what the fraggity frack was that? As I watched Maggie pondering in the crib, I kept thinking, please tell me she's not going to say Homer. No, no, damn it. There's so much offensive material here. Guidopolis, the gay quote-unquote jokes, and a quick drug reference by Krusty. You know what? I don't even want to give them credit for a plot because I'm so bored and offended. They got a shock value of seven for this garbage. Seven. Wow. I would go five. That's me. Uh, from JJ, I suppose it's a testament to how bad the last few episodes here have been that I didn't entirely take that I didn't entirely hate this. At least the intro was short, two plots kicking quickly, and there are some decent jokes sprinkled throughout. Yes, it's a Homer gets a job episode, but some of the best episodes of The Simpsons are those. Maggie once again being written as some kind of super baby is hard to accept though, especially when she travels to Guadopolis. Really? That's what they called it. To rescue Homer. Plus, after Moe and the others get rid of Homer, we see the town falling apart without him, but this doesn't go anywhere. I assume there'd be a scene where the townspeople apologize and ask Homer to be a tow truck driver again, but there's no concluding scene to the A-plot. Episode just ends. Overall, a mixed bag, but still far from good. Amen. Uh, appreciate everyone who took the time to leave a review. Thank all of you for to <laughs> watching this trek with us. We really appreciate you. We can move on to our next segment. It's time for the list of question of the week. Let's try one more number. Yellow. KBBL's gonna give me something stupid. Well, hot dog, we have a wiener. Yellow. Our listener question of the week this week is, what's your favorite chalkboard gag? Thanks, everyone, who took the time to answer. Matt, take it away. 
Alrighty, first up is Tim. I will not retransmit without the express permission of Major League Baseball. Classic. Thank you, Tim. Uh, from Mark, the truth is not out there. Oh, the X-Files episode. Uh, from Derek, I am not delightfully saucy. Uh, from Casey, I will not defame New Orleans, which aired uh, the episode after A Streetcar Named Marge. I'd love to know if they swapped this in after the episode aired, or if they had a hunch their song New Orleans would be seen as slightly offensive and prepared it ahead of time. That's a good question, because uh, I feel like this this would have been... I, I just do not know if they would have had time, but that, that'd be interesting to know. Uh, from Hoffa, mousetraps are not slippers. Uh, from at the Andrew blog, I've always enjoyed the creativity of the one that reads, I will not mess with the opening credits with the rest of the family rushing in as though it's the couch gag, only to look puzzled when they find themselves in the chalkboard gag instead. From at Energy Turtle, I will not defame New Orleans, the absolute king of half-assed apologies, although I'm sure the writers will tell you they were using their whole ass. <laughs> Robbie, what is yours? My, you know, obviously there's been so many, and I think my favorite would always be how I feel that day. Um, it might change, but oh, for sure. But for this week, it is I will not celebrate meaningless milestones, which is the one they use. For yeah. their, they use that for their hundredth episode, and mm-hmm. very that's good. That's a good clever. That's a that's a fun clever one. Uh, Matt, what is your answer? There have been so many good ones. I, I. <laughs> I feel like one of my favorite ones is I will not expose the ignorance of the faculty uh, just because that's a great thing to do when you're a kid is to find uh, a point where you're right. The teacher is wrong. It's just a good feeling. Uh, also, I really appreciate the I will not encourage others to fly. <laughs> just, I can imagine that being something that Bart would do. Um, but yes, also, I, I will not defame uh, New Orleans is fantastic. I love it so much. It's hard to choose. I'm pretty sure that they that was a. Hey, we felt we got the reaction, and they changed their they they, yeah. they slid it in. Um, they they you have enough to, they that level of animation they can do in you know a week's time and slip it in. Um, they are able to get that done. Uh, next week's question: What is your favorite children's movie? And there's no I don't there's nothing in, inspired that question other than Maggie is in this one. <laughs> I just <laughs> and we haven't done this question before. And I think it's a good question. I will post it all our social media. I will post it on our Twitter at Simpsons Show Pod. You can follow us there. Uh you can email us at SimpsonsShowPod at gmail.com and I post this question on our Patreon. I, pa- I post it publicly if you want to follow us our Patreon without supporting us. That's perfectly fine. And you can answer the question there as well. Um we can move on to our next segment. It's time for the No Google Trivia Challenge. I am too smart. I am too smart. S-M-R-T. I mean, S-M-A-R-T. The No Google Trivia Challenge is for Matt and I each challenge each other with three trivia questions, one easy, one medium, and one hard, and try and stump the other. Matt has a three-point lead on me this season. Ooh, also, Robbie, I just want to put out, point out uh, one of my other favorite ones that I was just scrolling through and found. Uh, the Good Humor Man can only be pushed so far. <laughs> That's pretty clever. That's pretty clever. Um, mm-hmm. Ask me an easy question, Matt. All right, your easy question from another fun episode with an italian-american uh who voices ray the roofer in don't fear the roofer oh ray romano you are correct your easy question matt in maximum homer drive homer starts what job he's a truck driver that is correct all right your medium question for today uh what is the full name of ray the roofer uh well i can get the first part very easily (laughs) (laughs) Um, it is Ray. I'm I'm trying to like just let it. I don't mind that episode that much. Uh, it's stupid, but I there are parts of it I like. Um, Ray Donnelly. Sorry, it is Ray Magini. Ray Magini. Imaginary. <sighs> Ray Magini. Ray Magini. Okay. Um, 
your immediate question, Mike. What system does drives the truckers trucks for them? Okay. Uh, oh, um, oh, I'm just trying to get the numbers right, and like, I believe it is the Navitron Auto Drive Nine Thousand. I that you're correct, man. I don't need a number. I I would have accepted Whoa! the Navitron Auto. Drive. Whoa, Nav- serious? Navitron <laughs> Auto Drive system. I was not looking for any. Oh, okay. Numbers. All right. Your hard question. <laughs> this is the stupidest thing ever. Um, where does Homer meet Ray the Roofer for the first time? This feels so simple. Like, how, like so it must be so inexplicable that I would never think of it if I don't exactly remember it. Um, that episode. How does he meet Ray? At the hardware store? Uh, I'm sorry. It is Knockers on Route 98. Because <laughs> remember Homer has the t-shirt? No, man. I don't oh, remember. Well. I don't remember any of that. Uh, I don't... You know, Matt, you expect me to remember... Um, no, I... Now that, I'm, now that I've, I've fixed all the... Oh, God almighty. Okay, Matt, your hard question. And this is real hard. Um, according to the Trucker's Handbook, what does a code 1036 mean? Oh, 1036. Um... It's not the one in the episode. That's Trucker blabbing about Navitron auto drive system. It's mm-hmm. um, you're correct in that regard. Okay, okay. It is uh, uh, someone found the remains of Jimmy Hoffa. I don't know. See, Matt, this. You know what, Matt? I'm gonna here. I'll give you a little, a little <laughs> of this. All right, because I know that's not the right answer, and that's not even one of the answers. Like they, they. Sh- this is only shown on screen. It's very difficult. Um. But that's not off the cuff. That's not a bad response. Um, the t- code 1036 means ghost truck on the highway. Of course. Of course. A ghost in a, uh, a, a 1035 is an actual flying bear. An actual flying? That's so great. I mean, that's I like I don't I don't know. I, I can. That's another thing to point to. Like, hey, look, even and that's maximum Homer drive is the Scullyers. They still put the time in to write those momentary sight gags you know like that's you see that page for maybe a few seconds but they filled it with actual hey here's a bunch of alternate codes for the truckers you know you know yeah. references and like yeah this is something um now that i fixed our spreadsheet matt has a six point lead on me he had a four point lead not a three point lead to start the episode now matt has a six point lead on me again after i'd gotten a three plus lead, i got i made three points on him up on him last week i've fallen behind <sighs> pray for mojo <laughs> that's where i'm at but mojo's not in the competition robbie you are should mm-hmm. we be praying for you mojo's smarter than i'd <laughs> i'll take i'll take whatever you got and her prayers thoughts hopes wishes mojo itself i'll take it uh but that'll do it for, do it for trivia we can move on to our final segment the segment every single episode with it's time for best episode ever best episode Ever. Best episode ever is a part of the show where Matt and I rank the episodes categorically as we watch them chronologically, eventually compiling a list of every episode ever and how good they are. Okay. Well, it is better than the Homer of Seville last week's episode. I will say that. That is true. It, it will be hard to be worse than that. Yeah. Um, I mean, honestly, uh, well, quite frankly, uh, where is Don't Fear the Roofer? Because I feel like this is around that. I would put this, Matt. I don't know where Don't Fear the Roofer is at all. I think Don't Fear the Roofer is oh. better than this. I would not agree. Oh, for I, sure. I, I, um, I'm looking at um, Bye Bye Nerdy. 
perhaps to the three. This is the, the in the, well. Okay, I, I was looking a little higher than that, but trying to nail down. I mean, above that, you still have Homer Simpson in Kidney Trouble at three twelve. Do we think this is better than that? Homer Simpson in Kidney Trouble has a story. I mean, this. You know, I, well, this one kind of. It has, has this a story. episode here, Matt. This episode has a has the the B plot is a story. The A plot is a plot. There's not a story because Homer undergoes no character journey in the A plot. He does not his there's no arc to Homer. He is he becomes the tow truck driver and then he stops. There's no he doesn't have he doesn't feel any different about it. There's no no, no there's no change communicated upon him. Um and I think that's the thing like these all those episodes like oh, there's a bunch of season 10 episodes in here where it's Marge Simpson and screaming yellow honkers or when you dish upon a star which or Salisor Galactica even you know a scullier episode where they are completely bonkers and the characters in them are kind of misanthropes even but mm-hmm. they may they have a beginning a middle and an end you know like I, I can't there's no ending to this episode the B plot gets an ending a plot just ends. It stops really as a stop. It doesn't have an end. Um, so I would, I don't know. I'd put this lower. Like I was just like a bye bye mer- bye bye nerdy. Like it's a nonsensical plot that I don't necessarily like, but I think it's better. Mm-hmm. No, I, th- I think it is probably better than this episode. I think Midnight Toe Boy. That's also, true. I mean, also, right below that is the Italian Bob. Yeah, I don't. Which I think you know, it's better than this. Italian Bob is better than this, mostly because of Bob. Um, Kelsey Grammer carries it. Um, I think this is better here. I'll say this. It's below the Italian Bob, and it's above Bart versus Lisa versus third grade. I would put it in uh, between there. Yeah. I mean, we got the wife aquatic in there. Uh, is, is that the manatee episode? That was Bonfire of the Manatees. What is no, the wife no, no, aquatic no. again? <laughs> you're asking me? I you're the you're the you're the guy who remembers things, Matt. I don't remember Not this. I don't remember anything. Uh the wife aquatic is Barnacle Bay. Oh yeah, which I think is comparable yeah. to um, this episode. I think there, I think it's a good. That's a yeah. good comparison point. Um, it is. I I would say that. Uh, I would say that it's slightly better. I'm gonna give it to this one just because of the Marge Maggie stuff. Yeah, above that is Springfield Up, and I think Springfield Up is better than this. So I would. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a good spot. Right above the Wife Aquatic, and right below Springfield Up, um, is Midnight Toe Boy. Which they even they say I, I at this point they just say that in this episode and they just use it as the title. So mm. yeah. um that is new number three twenty-four on our list, right below uh Springfield Up, right above the Wife Aquatic. Last place is still codependent today. First place is still Homer's Enemy. Um probably never never be unseated um at this point. That's okay. We still have right. lots of competition for the bottom. <laughs> unfortunately um i just picture a world where you know we're in season 19 and i'm still like you know what this might be the new number one it could Whoa. happen it could happen that's not a, that's not a world we live in anymore though unfortunately um we're not done yet because we have one more question to answer that question is do we shoot this episode out of the cannon the cannon the cannon the cannon the cannon, the cannon. okay matt I'd say, although I want to, for the egregiousness and the racism <laughs> of the... I mean, t- at this point, with all the racism, it kind of fits in pretty well. Oh, you're not wrong. Um, I, I'm i going to say, like, yeah, as I, I've explained it, I've said it before, I'll say it again. Including something in the canon does not necessarily... It's not anything about continuity. 
It is about like this is a very uh, archetypal look at a canon as something that is valuable and look something that should be studied, something that should be discussed, something worth discussion in like even an academic setting. And I think the Marge and Maggie stuff is good enough and sizable enough. It doesn't make up a lot of the episode, but it takes up enough of the episode that I think it has value and we should keep this episode. I I'm right there with you. I I mean the Homer stuff is stupid, but it's not bad enough to discount the Marge and Maggie stuff. No. And frankly, the racism stuff is something you point out and say, this is bad, kids. And that's good sometimes. It's sometimes good to have examples of things that are bad and say, hey, this is bad. You shouldn't do that. Um, even when it's like this kind of very nonsensical racism, which is mm. I in some ways I don't know, like work, like it can be worse in certain ways when you're like, oh, I don't actually, I'm not racist. It's just a joke. <sighs> okay, guys. All right, sure. Uh, we're not firing the cannon. We can move up to our top of the list and work our way down. We're number eighty-four, which is much a poo about nothing. Of course, it stays. Of course, much. Of course, it stays. I mean, there's there's stuff about all the old Apu episodes now that seems a little icky. But I mean, that's so good. But I mean, no. Well, here, I'm, I'll say this for, for the millionth time about Apu. Apu was a real character, was because they refused to write him, refused to recast him, because uh, despite the fact that they've done that with Carl and uh, and Hibbert, they have yet to recast someone to play Apu, um, which I think is most what most people wanted, really. They just like, hey, just cast a different actor, just cast a real Indian actor to do his voice. You don't have to change anything about him. He can still be an entrepreneur, still be a guy who runs a business, but no, they don't want to do that. Apu is, uh, has always been written as a character, as a real person, and I think that elevates him above a lot of other stuff. And again, I'll say this, when you look at old media and it has problematic elements, the Simpsons are not, this is not a, a Simpsons exclusive problem. This, there's, there's leagues of stuff. There's so much of it from old everything is nothing. Almost nothing is exempt. You you don't ignore it. You don't forget about it. You you add into that whenever you say, oh, I'm going to watch this movie. I love this movie. Oh, this stuff's a problem. It becomes a part of the movie it becomes. Oh, it becomes a it. That is a problem because of this reason is a teaching moment. It is how people learn and how grow. You you don't exclude media they love. You you teach them. You say, hey, this is a problem because this isn't reflective of this or that. Or, you know, when you portray a, a, this kind of character, you shouldn't cast this kind of actor. Like, it's very it, simple stuff, and it helps people become better people. Like, what The Simpsons did with the, the, the Michael Jackson episode. Like, you don't erase it. You add in knowledge like, oh, well with all this stuff we learned about Michael Jackson, this is why we feel this way about this episode. But also Michael Jackson was an incredibly important member of pop culture and has for a long time had the most best selling record of all time. Like this is why we included him in the episode and why it was so, it's, it was such a big moment at the time. You don't, they can exist together. It doesn't have to be one thing or the other. So that's even more of a reason to include it. It's a teaching moment, which I don't, I just want to yell at the Simpsons writers when they're like, oh, we can't have a poo anymore. I'm like, no, you just recast him, guys. Write him like you you wrote him fine. Just recast him. God yeah, it's like the character was fine. No one had any problems with the character for the most part. I mean, there are a few things here and there that might be a little iffy. But for the most part, the character was fine. The problem is that you 
just been having a white guy do his voice for so long and that's not cool yeah like and hey no one i'm i don't like certainly some people are angry about it i'm not angry that you did it i'm angry that you're not you're just ignoring it that's why i'm angry and then you write that terrible episode where lisa just lectures me uh don't no no we're not talking about that We'll get to that episode eventually, Matt, and we'll just be. Oh, it'll be, I know. It'll be I ninety hate... minutes of me screaming because <laughs> that's as that much, as right. angry as I've been about some of these terrible episodes. That episode made me way angrier than any of these. Uh, that's so. That was much poo about nothing. That's part of the canon, of course. We love it. Um, our next episode, Matt. This is always a great time when I get to look at what a uh, torment approach. Uh, oh no, no, Matt. Oh no, oh no. I don't like that response uh well we get i don't want to know why the caged bird sings uh marge helps what? a prison assailant a man attempts to to rob a bank the two are in marge promises that she would visit him in prison should he turn himself in uh but too frightened to go into prison she breaks her promise um steve buscemi appears as a character dwight as this robber uh unfortunately there is another guest character who does plays himself it is ted nugent oh no mm-hmm Oh, Ted Nugent, go back to the 70s before you thought you had uh, political opinions that mattered. <laughs> uh, so that's next time. Um, something about jails and criminals and Dwight. I don't know what's happening. This feels all very much like uh, the, the Michael Keaton episode. Yeah, it really does. That sounds uh, at a surface level, but we'll, we'll talk about it next week. Uh, you can watch along with us. Um, you can find all our stuff at our website. It's thesimpsonshow.com. It's links to all of our stuff, all our, our, our social media and our, our RSS feed and our Patreon. We obviously appreciate everyone who supports us on Patreon. $5 a month gets you just an incredible amount of content that grows every week. Uh, would really appreciate it if you supported us there. Uh, you can find me, Robbie, the host, the co-host of one of the show on the internet on Twitter at Robbie Dorman. That's my name. My website is also my name. It is RobbieDorman.com. has links to everything, including my novels. I have nine novels, Matt. Nine of them. You know that? Yes, nine, you do. My goodness. You do how, know that. How would you even have enough time to make nine novels? Uh, you'd have to be a maniac like I am. Uh, a workaholic is the answer. That's, I'll just be honest. Um, <laughs> what is what is birds mm-hmm. say at the recycling center? Uh, the, the, uh, Family, family something religion yeah these are the beasts you have to family slay friends religion family friends these are religion. The three demons you must slay <laughs> these are th- those are the three demons you must slay uh if you want to be a self-published author uh mission accomplished uh my newest book what dwells beneath the waves is on amazon you can go read it i and buy it i appreciate that and all my novels are there you should go read them all they're all good i love them all because i i wrote them but also i think they're good books and if you like stevie king uh, or Dean Koontz, or any other kinds of uh, suspense mystery horror writers, you'll enjoy them as well. Matt does not participate in social media. You will not find him. Uh, that is true. The only social media I have is uh, Hawking Kittens on Instagram. Uh, if you'd like to see said adorable kittens, you can check out Kitten Turns, K-I-T-T-I-N-T-E-R-N-S on Instagram. You can see the adorableness with which torments me every day because, man, they're adorable. Their claws are sharp, and they like to bite. But, you know, they'll get over that. And you can have them if you want. Uh, well, actually, this group is already adopted. But other than that, the next group you might be able to have. But you can see their adorableness uh, there and ask any questions. Um, be careful when you say the word hawk and kittens so close together. <laughs> oh, that's true. 
Kid, cats do not belong outside, especially kittens. Yeah, we let's keep. I've there's we have a hawk problem in Austin, uh, so you gotta be careful. Uh, hawks and coyotes in Texas. We're not surprised, I guess. Uh, that'll do it for us. I'm Robbie, and I'm Matt. And keep watching the episodes. Shh.